Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm your host for today, Rory Powers, and I'm joined by Joe Scrabbles. I didn't realize you, this is a new hosting style to make this me say really my own name. Style, yeah. Is this, is this wrong? No. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'll change, well, change your already. confidence already. already. It's okay. It's and okay. my man to the right, Dale Driver. There we go. He was quicker, Joe. You gotta be. What's you gotta be on the ball. Was coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The game. <laughs> we had a meeting before this. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good, thank you. Very well. I'm a bit unnerved by you being in the middle. I Why? Because I've done two podcasts. Are you intimidated by my demeanor? Your stature. <laughs> you guys are taller than me, though, so this is kind of weird. Mm. It's like the baby CEO, and you guys are like my yes man. baby <laughs> CEO. <laughs> You're the golden child. The How did get to oh, power. I like that. Golden child powers. <laughs> I just got a new Twitter handle. Amazing. <laughs> so we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about on the show today, and I do find it kind of ironic, because I'm genuinely quite a positive person, that our first topic of conversation is actually actually a bit of a downer yep yeah so um we have all been playing mitomo mm-hmm. the, the first nintendo game to kind of launch on ios mobile uh and i mean it was great at the start all your friends were there you're creating your characters answering questions playing mini games oh those halcyon hours the 24 <laughs> yeah. hours of fun that's about right 24 yeah. I was hours having I, think. A, I was having a blast mm. in those first 24 hours i was creating pictures as, as replies mm. to people i was customizing my character and just you know the world was my oyster i couldn't wait to see what i was going to be able to do with this application it turns out that was pretty much <laughs> that was it. it. <laughs> that is it. You pretty much covered it all. Yeah, so uh, there's only so long that I can really find enjoyment in customizing my character and finding questions. Uh, one of the biggest yeah. problems with it so far is it seems like a game that's obviously heavily based in social. Like the whole yeah. point is social, answering mm. questions, talking with your friends. But then it rewards that uh, type of connectivity. So you start adding more friends, you want more points, yeah, more people. Course, yeah. but and the then people you stop you caring exactly about what's being said. The people you add after a certain point, like, I know maybe nine people in real life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not counting you two. Yeah. So I don't know you that well. So, like, the Rude. idea that I've got, like, 60 people as friends on there is is ridiculous because these people like most of them I just don't care about I don't care what they have to say unless they're really funny it's true like I don't even care what my closest friend's (laughs) favorite thing about cats is let alone Susan who I have met through a friend of a friend who connected on Twitter Susan's just a a bore it's all a bit strange, really. I mean, you keep saying game, but is it a game? Well, that's it. Yeah. This, this is kind of half the problem for me, is that they, they introduced it as, we are not making Nintendo games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're making Nintendo apps that will drive people to our platforms right, in the future, yeah. which I was like, that's cool. I, I love Nintendo. I want them to get more people invested in their stuff. But... Like you say, they reward you for all this stuff, and it sends you into this mm. feedback loop of, oh, I've got to keep earning, which is a very yeah. game-like yeah, yeah, bit definitely. of thinking, but there's That's no true. game to it. Like, you've just got the end result. You're being given rewards for quite boring stuff, yeah. and it turns you off. Well, that's it. The, like, the old kind of system that they had before was, you know, purchasing games, and you would get rewards mm-hmm. as, you know, little scratch pamphlets inside, which, I mean, as much as there was wrong with the old setup and the old Nintendo network, that's a pretty solid way you, someone buys your games, and they're rewarded 
ordered in a small way to get yeah. it's uh, worth prices. pointing out that some of that stuff is still going they've still got the gold gold coins in my nintendo the new store which yeah. is so you're still buying games and getting rewarded for it yeah it's just that mitomo at this point they're really trying to push people to it and so everyone's using it and realizing that it's only really there so that i can get that free copy of warioware touch yeah. next yeah. week <laughs> like that's kind of it well, that yeah. doesn't even interest me, though, to be honest, because, I mean, I don't have a DS at home or a Wii U at home. Mm-hmm. So, largely, I'm just using it as its own individual thing. So it, I think that's, that's probably the biggest indictment of all, is that, right, yeah. like, you're using it as a, in, in the purest possible way, and yeah. it's still boring. Yeah, yeah. as a standalone app, there's not mm. much that you I mean, can, I found I was entertaining myself. The, the app wasn't entertaining me. I was entertaining myself by writing the stupidest things I could write in the questions, yeah. and then reading my mate's responses to, oh, that's an inside reference, that's a joke that we made, that's... Mm. And that's that's about the only fun I really had. The photos were fun for a, a few goes. Yeah, the really. photos, I think, the best thing uh, about the photo creation is that you can import your own fo- photos yes. as a background. Yeah, because that obviously opens up a whole world of. I've seen a, people being very creative on Twitter. I have seen being some very creative on questionable Twitter. stuff in there. Like for, for them, you know, for like historically the most like prudish online company. Yeah, Nintendo have really opened the floodgates here it's to crazy. some With, stuff. Well, this is it. Like being able to upload your own custom photos and also allowing uh swearing curse words as well i'm not seeing seeing these are great things but they're definitely a good step forward oh the tomodachi life saying fuck is so funny like that voice (laughs) like that voice is funny by itself and the fact that it's swearing is so good i met you your your um mitomo has a very deep voice that really shocked me because everyone is quite like uh cutesy and quite british and then um i just pushed my joe yours came in he was like Hey, I'm Joe. Well, there's a, there's a breaking point. <laughs> you like my cat on like, my back? It's, <laughs> it's really funny. They, it's really they have two, because they allow for intonations, they've got the base level deep voice. Mm. Yeah. But then if you go for like really high intonation, it will break the level until it just goes. <laughs> it just sounds like napalm death going right. off. In that's your, what I'm changing. Yeah, it's it's so good. You can do it both ways. You can have like a high one. That's just like, like white noise. Ear destroying white noise. It's so good. So inappropriate photos, swearing, yeah. demonic voices. This is just some of the fun that you can have. And with somehow we don't like it. <laughs> What's I, going on? I, I, think hopefully what we're going to see in the next couple months is um uh additions to the application which yep. will increase games because because they've made game tokens such a big part of it such a part of like your daily rewards mm. and i don't think they would just have it as such a huge factor if it was just to play that one game that, that is like the same exact that's barely a game and all you well. do is just, just push a button and yeah. just watch you miss all the things you really like until you get a bit of candy at the bottom <laughs> i'll tell you what the one thing i do love about that is the way that all the me's scream while they fall <laughs> yeah. like, they just go Aah! all the way down it's amazing oh, the demon one down there he'd be like Aah! oh yeah no there are some creepy noises those things make down it's, it's a bit weird the other day when we were <laughs> in the pool <laughs> We were in the pub the other day and we were playing it and you were just like, well, I'm going to have a go on this. And I was like, hang on, that's me you're dropping there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hear my little cat scream. Your your it's quite sadistic, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Bouncing around. And yeah. then it's really funny because then, you know, on your fifth run of the playthrough, when they get to the bottom, you see all the, all the <laughs> bodies of the ones you've yeah. And they're all smiling away. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just paralyzed logs. It's weird. So I think there's potential. And hopefully, as we say, the app is going to roll out more. I think they've done a really good job at getting a huge user base to yeah. jump on. Well, like, I had people who people, I didn't even yeah. knew uh, like played any games, yeah, let alone exactly, Nintendo games, yeah. as, like sending me friend requests. Well, it helps out. It's top of the, the App Store chat. Exactly. Yeah. It kind of reminds you how powerful the App Store is. Like yeah, mo- yeah. Mobile gaming, at least in our like little sphere has kind of disappeared in the last couple of years mm. and seeing suddenly everyone going like oh I've got me to mo and you're like 
this person has, hasn't owned a Nintendo console. Like, exactly, my school yeah. friends yeah. haven't owned a console since the N64. Like, seeing mm-hmm. them playing a Nintendo game is really weird. Yeah. And I'm sure some of them, uh, yeah, as you said, never played Wii or Wii U. Yep. So making a Mii is something that they've never seen before. That's, That's just really interesting. interesting. I never yeah, thought yeah, of that. Yeah. That could yeah. be quite a novelty for them, actually. Yeah, because for us, I, I mean, I've created myself and we form far too many times more times than there were consoles <laughs> like, yeah, right? just yeah, perfecting just, it absolutely oh god have you guys ever done the the taking a photo of yourself oh my gosh it's, it's better in Mitomo than it's ever been before the Wii U one was hilarious yeah. like some of the stuff because at the time oh. Wii U came out I had like shoulder length long hair and <laughs> it could not understand what was my face like, it just didn't know what was going I on I tried to do it with this one because I was like alright this is cutting edge this is my iPhone camera mm. this is going to be great yeah. and it was like took a picture and was like is this okay Rory like huge baggy sad <laughs> eyes and a grey gro- goatee oh, at yeah. the bottom you like, had like a non-matching goatee that was weird it's really weird it's not good with light is it at all no, no it, it doesn't, doesn't like turn it. the light oh, on I understand and I was doing mine in the evening and I went to do it and it's just pitch black so it's like we're not picking anything up <laughs> you like, just turn the light on just <laughs> create like a nightman <laughs> yeah, just, just a black screen <laughs> it's like Spinal Tap album cover of the face nightman the Mitomo it's amazing <laughs> um, yeah, no, the interesting thing about this is, like, if they're not making games, and they've got four... They, they've said they're making five smartphone apps. Right. Yeah. They've got four more left. Right, so they've done social media. Mm. What else are they doing on phones? What else are they going to do? Maps. They're going to have Hopefully. Nintendo Tinder. <laughs> like, Nintendo Tinder? Nintendo? Oh, my God. Nintendo. That, Nintendo. Right. That right. Would be great. So let's just stop this and copyright that idea <laughs> like, right now. They, you have to find your princess. That's yeah. it. Pokemon Go has taken Foursquare already, so they can't do that. Like, yeah. What else are they... I, I, just, I know Nintendo are the people with all the ideas, and there's a reason I don't work for them. <laughs> but I cannot understand what they're going to do with Nintendo properties but not games and they're on saying that, oh, yeah they, they won't be games they, they don't want them to be seen as games they'll have game they, elements yeah so. they want people to go and buy their games after mm-hmm. they've played the apps so I just don't know what they're going to be aiming for it'd be interesting nice. especially because they've kind of tackled the the social yeah, version yeah like It'd be interesting I am definitely down mm. for Nintendo. Sign me up. <laughs> I will swipe <laughs> all night. Oh, that me screams real good. <laughs> swipe right. <laughs> your your uh, Nintendo Mitomo is yeah. just like looking for a good time. Yeah, it's just zoomed right in <laughs> on his horrible face. Just going, <laughs> I like walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Mitomo. And as you said, hopefully it will get a little bit more exciting. But on to some more positive news, mm. one that I'm really excited about. And I'm sure you guys probably aren't quite as excited because uh, I don't know about you, Joe, but I know, Dale, you're not as big of a Xbox player no. as uh, I am. Have you <laughs> I, played any or a lot? Or? Oh, yeah. Well, I just came from official Xbox magazine. I would be a bad employee. <laughs> That's why I was fired and why I'm here. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm a big Halo fan, but um, yeah. I have not played much of Infection Mode. Which exactly, is what which is about. what we're going to be talking about. So this is a really popular game mode. It, I think it started off around the time of Halo 3 and was in a lot of the series leading mm. up to that. They didn't have an in four, yeah, that they was just weird. announced they're bringing it back to five. So essentially, what it is, I mean, you could probably get a lot from the, the title itself. It, it, it's some possibly zombies. Yes, it's, it's essentially just a wild zombies. Stab in the dark, so it was. It started off as a Halo Two custom, like a user built game mode called right. Zombies, I okay. think, which was maybe it was called Infection at the time. Either way, it always, has always had a zombie element. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got one team, uh, like quite a large team mm-hmm. of uninfected people who are just normal Halo players like running around shooting people and stuff of course then the zombie team appear and they are for a start they're always green that's a thing um they've always got energy swords right and whenever they kill someone who's uninfected 
they then right, respawn okay. as an infected. So it's basically, you know, a big... The, the mode is, let's not let the whole team swing to zombies by sure. the end of yeah. it. Yeah. So, it like, uh, there is some weapon limitations. So zombies will have the energy sword, so they can't actually shoot. As they're known to do. But, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No, that's just well, zo- zombies, by their very nature, are inconsistent. So, yeah. um, but they're also a lot, they're also a lot faster. I know, you're not used to rowing in the partridge codes. I'm like the new Tilly. Um, <laughs> So the yeah, the zombies are way faster and they can jump higher and that makes it easy obviously for them to like just sneak into small bits. Right. But it's really great at the start because as you said, the team who aren't infected are all obviously on the same side and what they'll usually do is hunker down into one base and mm. have like w- they'll all watch windows and things. Right. It's kind of cool. like Rainbow Six Siege and you have one team trying to like break in yeah. and of course with a zombie you can just die and respawn and die and respawn. So you find yourself just like jumping like lunging in trying to just take them out. Nice. So it's like zo- at the it end cool. as well you're Am down right? to like two people and you're like back to back just zombies like hanging <laughs> Am I right? I think the zombies don't have shields as well so it's much easier to kill them. Yeah, so uh, I believe um, the defending team have, I think it's a shotgun and a handgun. Mm. So also, again, you, like, the zombies have to get close to kill you, mm. but you don't have a lot of range either, so it's really yeah. difficult to kill the zombies. What you're describing, it sounds a little bit like heroes versus villains in Battlefront, except for you're not taking on the heroes. Yeah, yeah. Or taking on the villains, yeah. I should say, yeah. I'd say so. But it's great as well, because the balancing is so great that it's equally fun to be a zombie as it is someone defending. Mm. You know, when you get turned, you're like, oh, okay, fine. But now I get to go, especially if you've been on the defending team for a long time, yeah. when you get turned to a zombie, and you know where everyone is hiding in the building because they're like your friends that you were just fighting with so then you can come in and it's great it's a fantastic game but this is just part of my love for zombie games I like absolutely I'm addicted to zombie games really Dead Island Dead Rising Left 4 Dead do you not feel like you're fatigued with them at this point I I don't get it I just love them so much I I dabbled with uh, Zombie you know what was Zombie You oh yeah see so it's a PlayStation Plus 3 game this month, mm. and I tried it on, and no, wasn't feeling it. That's a bit of a sketchy one, too, yeah, based on whole zombie. Like, I mean, even Resident Evil, like, I just, all the zombie games, I just have an immediate pull towards them. I mm. mean, like, yeah, uh, t- pff, zombie games have never been my thing. Like, there's just something about them that doesn't quite click. I mean, they've mm. spawned some of the best stuff ever, like Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Like, yes. if zombie games didn't exist, we wouldn't have action games as we know them. That's mm-hmm. that's just how it works. So I, I kind of appreciate them, but I've never quite... I just, see, I don't know why I don't like them because I love Dynasty Warriors, which is essentially the ultimate zombie game, which is You're one so man, right. one so man right. wades through crowds of useless, shambling idiots right. for yeah. an hour at a time. Um, which, yeah, I'm super. I never that, even thought about that. Yeah, Dynasty mm. Warriors is one of the best zombie games it, it of all is. time. But I guess that's because it's an empowerment thing. Like a lot of zombie games are, if they touch you, you are dead. Yeah. Mm. Whereas Dynasty Warriors is about. It doesn't really matter unless a thousand of them touch you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess there's a difference in empowerment. Um, actually, saying that, Zombie U was one of the, was one of the few zombie games that really worked for me. Really, but it was as a Wii U game where they were using that gamepad a lot. Course, like, yeah, yeah. Pad for it just feels really clunky and like it feels like from a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Honest, it's like, totally what it is. Even when it came out on Wii U it felt like a game from the 90s. Yeah. But that was kind of part of its appeal. It was, right. it was this idea that it was 
it took everything from you. And when you were down to like a cricket bat in Shadwell Station, yeah. where yeah. I've been quite a lot, <laughs> like just being like, with a cricket bat. Yeah. It's just like sweeping around in stupid British zombies. Yeah. And then and then coming across like one of your dead friends, like an online friend oh, who really? was. Okay. Yeah, so it has a Dark Souls. Much of it. it has a, sort of a Dark Souls thing. If your friends die, yeah. they leave behind a zombie of theirs <sighs> that you awesome. can then go and kill. Now you're speaking my language. Dark that Souls, Dark Souls, let's yeah, go. Yeah, go, yeah, go. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and it, that, that was. That really worked for me. Yeah. Um, there was something, and it and it was kind of really silly as well. It went in for the whole like John D. Elizabethan like plagues mm, and like yeah. just really dumb magic, dark magic storyline. So, what did stuff. you think of Dying Light? Did you play Dying Light? Dying Light, um, so amazing game. I played a little bit of it, and I really liked what I played, but just stuff got in the way. But that's that's again, that's my kind of zombie game where yeah. it's I'm so much better than these zombies that <laughs> yeah. like it's not. If they get me, that's it becomes a problem again, and especially the nighttime stuff. Yeah, I wasn't into it. Gets a little bit trickier. Exactly. I just, yeah, I wasn't quite as into that. But like, I mean, I'm a huge Mirror's Edge fan as well. So right. just being able to do first person parkour Seems again, like, yeah, of course, yeah. perfect game. Then it was great. Um, I do want. Yeah, I need to get back into that because the following looks great as well. Mm-hmm. That yeah, the, yeah. the big like countryside element of it seems fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've just, not, I've just not tried it enough. Well, yeah, the sucky thing is, I would say I could bring in my Xbox and we could all play Infection Mode together. But, of course, there's no split-screen multiplayer in yeah. Halo, which is one of my big Good times. big problems with it. Did you see um, Gears of War making a big deal about how they definitely have split-screen in all modes this week? <laughs> Good for you, like, Gears of War. Oh, yeah. Good they, for you. They understand. <laughs> so we can, all, we can all play Gears of War together. Yeah. That's a happy, happy solution. That'd be nice. Cool. Speaking of weird games... <laughs> nice, nice. Nice. Seamless Excellent. segues. Joe, you've been... Uh, checking out some cool stuff yeah so I, I went to um, a cool indie games festival and uh, home of our horrible asshole rifles Eurogamer <laughs> <laughs> we like those guys it's fine I'd love to I'd love to um, kind of like encourage the illusion that when we meet each other it's some sort of Anchorman-esque yeah then Kotaku show up with baseball bats <laughs> just swinging you know, emotes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly um, I went to Rest and Rest um, Rest is, a, is an amazing event like uh, if you've been to big video game sort of uh, you know cons- uh, consumer facing conferences before yeah. Yeah. they're always in a big room mm. and it smells of sweat and <laughs> just it's awful and everything's overpriced oh yeah, yeah I'm at home Rest is in this very <laughs> strange building as of the last few years at least it's in this very strange building where essentially it was originally built as a shopping centre and then they turned it into a sort of commercial event mm-hmm. space okay. um, this makes it sound very boring essentially what this means is everyone has their own like little rooms so it's kind of like walking around and going to shops but all the shops are selling is just being able to play free games yeah. for 15 minutes at a time and it's really nice that because all the cool. developers hang out cool. and because it's indie focused everyone is kind of on the same level there's no elitism there's no like big lines for stuff unless it's for VR and, yeah. and you just get to see really weird stuff and so I kind of made it my mission to go around Rezzed and find the weirdest possible stuff nice. I could because it's always the home of guys just in their bedrooms making experiments and coming out pasty faced and sweaty <laughs> into the light and going try my way up shit <laughs> um, I do love the thought of you showing up to this event and each little room is like a jail cell I and d- you just go in and they're like chained to the walls Please. and you're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. start the console start it so, yeah. <laughs> so one of the first things I saw 
at, at Rest was uh, a game called Knife to Meet You. Um, Love right. it. I'm right. sold. So, I invest. How much money do you want? I'll write exactly. the check right now. <laughs> Knife to Meet You is by, um, I can't remember the guy's name, which sucks, but basically he previously he made the, the what he calls the world's first one-dimensional platformer, which is essentially a strip of fiber optic cable, and you press a button to jump over obstacles on it. Like, that's it. That's the whole game. And it's unusually exciting. Um, His new game, Knife to Meet You, is a small wooden console with three big red arcade buttons on it. It's a three-player co-op game. You all sit down, and all you have to do is keep your fingers on these arcade buttons, all three of you, and an LED meter... uh, Bigs up, like, bigs up. <laughs> can't, can't speak. It expands a progress bar, and when the progress bar fills up, you go to the next level. Right. The obstacle here is that there is a real knife swinging around trying to hit your fingers as you are holding on to these arcade buttons. I'm down. An actual physical knife. In real life? Yes. A real yeah. life knife? So as you are a real life knife... How, how fast is this knife spinning? Well, exactly. Yeah. As the as the levels go up, the knife not only gets faster, it gets more devious. So it will fly devious past... Devious knife. It, you, it will fly, no, it will fly past your finger. He starts rubbing his hands together. So, <laughs> so, exactly. so the knife will go... <laughs> and then it will go past your finger, so you'll lift it up. And then as you put your finger back down, it will come back. Like it will just stop and go... <laughs> And trying to get you again. Nice. And it just gets more and more horrible as this knife tries to just hit you. I should add, it is a blunt knife. So right. it cannot hurt uh, you. Okay. okay, maybe lead with that, Joe. Yeah. No, I'm, like, I'm trying to look at your hands, see if you've still got them all. The point, the point here... He's a hardcore player. The point here is that your mind... back like, guys, I played some great games. This <laughs> just nubs. Just, just, nothing, just yeah. bleeding. Um, I've been in hospital for days. It's, it's, the, the point here is that your mind, it's really hard to switch off the fact that of course, a, yeah. an object you recognise as a knife is coming for your finger. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like, it's so much fun. It's this really odd, stressful arcade experience. The only thing that I've got to compare it to is, did you ever play those old arcade games where you had to keep your hands on a thing and it said it was giving you an electric yeah, shock? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's basically that. Um, there's also there's a game called The Pain Station. In, uh, it's in a German <laughs> art muse- museum, which is a game designed... You didn't just go into a dungeon. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> this, is, this is a weird games convention. I, I, <laughs> stocks over there. Why are they handcuffs? <laughs> this dude in a big hood. <laughs> yeah. no, so there's a game in, uh, I think it's the Computer Spielen Museum in, uh, in nice, Berlin. Nice, nice. Um, it's the it's I'll called the Pain Station, and you have to sign, a, or you, at least you ha- used to have to sign a waiver before you played it. And it's a game of pong, except when you um, lose a point, you either get whipped, shot, um, <laughs> or your you have to keep your hand on this like panel, or the panel will heat up or give you a shock. Like right. so, it's designed to hurt you. You don't lose points for losing. It's just if you let go of that panel, you lose a point. So that's about as close as I can come. Like pride is what you lose. Exactly. I, I feel like we're moving backwards. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Hardcore gamer is a, about to get more intense. When I was a kid, we used to play a game called Knuckles. Did you ever? Oh, yeah. I love Knuckles. I feel like we're going the wrong way. <laughs> back like, to we've Knuckles. Moved, we've moved past Knuckles. Yeah, yeah. Sonic and Knuckles. <laughs> but that's I why also, you do it really quick. I also had those. Um, 
those ones where it was kind of like a roulette thing and everyone would put their finger in the little uh, bit yeah. and then you'd press it on and it yeah. would go around and you didn't know who was going to get the electric shock. Yeah. That was the game. What a horrible experience. I like, Brilliant. I like on the first game, what was it called? Knife? Or? Knife to meet you. Knife to meet you. I like that he's programmed Knife AI as well. It's amazing. <laughs> I, so I think it's probably a standard dance that it does. Like the motor no, just no, knows no, what no, it's no, doing. No. But I do like it's the idea that it's AI. AI. It's AI. <laughs> it, it recognises the most nervous of you and yeah. comes for you. Um, that is such a great movie time. So this, this, basically, this is all preamble. This is the first weird game I saw, and it set me on my quest to find the weirdest games. And because this is apparently what I do now, I have a quiz about the other weird games I found. Love it. We love quizzes. Okay. This is the weird res game quiz. How did you like? How did you like? So we'll start off. What genre of game that I played uses an exercise ball in a big wooden holder as a controller? Is it A, a geography action game, B, a bowling strategy game, or C, a football MOBA? I'm going to go C, football MOBA. Football MOBA. I'm going to go bowling strategy. Bowling strategy. You're both wrong. It is geography action. Blimey. Right. So (laughs) you move like That's what I look for in my Exactly. The game is called The World is Flat. And what it is, is it just flashes up, find this country. And you've got a map on the screen, and you've got to roll this big yoga ball around. Like, it's massive. Like, one of those full-on medicine balls, like, rolling yeah. it around in this thing. It's really satisfying to move. It's got this, like, strange sort of, like, sandy texture to it as you move it around. Um, the, the trouble being, as soon as you flip a map over on its head, the world is completely unrecognisable. Right, I have no yeah, idea yeah. what I'm looking at anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just, like, finding... Uh, countries as quickly as you can. It's like Sporkle, but with a yoga ball. It's great. Um, so like, that was cool. Imagine that, like on iPhone, it wouldn't be the exact, uh, completely different. It would be it? awful. There it would, would be no be point maps. to it at all. Like, and I do think I think he's making this game as a full thing, but I think he's adding more to it. Um, well, this is but like, yeah, it's best with a yoga ball. Well, well, I guess, I, yeah. the, well that's <laughs> it. Like with with knife to meet you, I could if it's just like a small th- add-on that you would have mm. to purchase. That's quite understandable. You have to buy a giant yoga ball <laughs> yeah. and a wooden box. Well, this is the thing. No, they're not trying to sell these. These are more like exhibition games. Right. So you okay. would go somewhere and this would be on. Like that's kind of the pleasure of them. A lot of these come from this place called the Leftfield Collection, which got famous last year because they had a game, a VR game, where you were buried alive, and it simulated this by you sitting in a coffin. And it like that was the game. Well, because you're looking around the coffin, it's lit up inside, so it's to simulate the space of the noise of the the being buried alive. Exactly. They put the Oculus on, but it's just turned off. (laughs) (laughs) This is even worse. (laughs) So real. These graphics are incredible. (laughs) Ten out of ten for graphics, but I'm suffocating. So yeah, neither of you got the world is flat. But that's good. We saw it in even even playing field. Okay, one game I saw took a strange spin on cyberpunk fiction. Mm. What? Futuristic profession do you play as in the game VA11 Hall A, which is Valhalla? Is it ah. A, cyberpunk accountant, B, a cyberpunk farmer, or C, a cyberpunk barman? Accountant. Cyberpunk barman. Barman is correct. Ah. Exactly. Is it, it's essentially just a game where you're told to mix drinks, but it's all done up like it's um, like Blade Runner or something. It's really strange. And it's got a surprisingly dirty storyline where like this professional, this woman who streams herself 24 hours a day comes in and starts asking for drinks, keeps telling you to take your top off and stuff. It's really strange. Who like makes these? Who very, makes these? I don't know. <laughs> who buys these? Such a strange thing. Uh, okay, so there That's is... That's one then. Yep. One yes. now. Uh, so we've got a game called Reigns. Now, Reigns is a medieval management sim, <laughs> but it's a spin on which popular app is it a foursquare b tinder 
or C, Twitter? Foursquare. A management app. Uh, I'm thinking it might be Foursquare as well. Medieval Foursquare. You're both wrong. It's Medieval Tinder. Oh. <laughs> so what it is... Two is, mentioned Tinder today. Yeah, I know, What's right? going on? It's... Um, <laughs> You'll notice I made the Tinder reference. It was because I was thinking about this. Um, so it's a medieval strategy game where you play a king and people come to you with requests, but you've only ever got like two options. You've got yes or no. And it's about managing your kingdom with like a full storyline, but it's told through little cards, which you swipe left or right for yes okay. or no. It's really, really cool. It's from... Um, Devolver Digital, who do just cool games. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like the hippest video games publisher, if that's possible. <laughs> um, and it's got music by Disaster Piece, who did it, Follows, and Fez. Uh, like, I know Disaster Piece. He's done yeah. amazing work. Um, so, yeah, it looks really, really cool. It's out this summer. Good. Uh, okay. If you get bored of Tinder, you play a little bit of that. Exactly. Don't mix them up, though. Yeah. yeah. Don't mix them up. Yeah. Yes. Twenty-five-year-old Susan does not need her farm expanded. <laughs> yeah. That's a very different. Susan absolutely does not want her husband. If killed anyone for on adultery. Tinder needs their fields plowed, that is something completely different. That interesting. Do not. It was, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. some good pun work, dude. Thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> I got my, my host face on. So we're still one nil, Rory. Question four. Manual Samuel is a game with a core mechanic you might otherwise take for granted. What is it? A. You have to remember to breathe. B. Every word of dialogue is a QTE. Or C. If you forget to blink, your screen goes black. Ooh. Could be any of them. I'm going to go... C. What was C. A again? Uh, you have to remember to breathe. Yeah, that one. You are correct. Yes. One all. This is a game in which you constantly have, a, have to press a button to breathe as nice. you walk around. It's ridiculous. <sighs> so, like, you're just walking around. You're doing. It's it's a sort of Octodad Quop thing, but in the style of like an Adult Swim cartoon. Uh, you're just some asshole who the devil's <laughs> trying to kill, and so he curses you. Like, it's really hard to walk. Um, like. One of the challenges is just to take a successful piss. Um, like, <laughs> while breathing. While, while breathing. And, and exactly, and breathing makes layer. it hard. Like, breathing is really tough. So um, it's like an existing simulator. It's just, exactly. Yeah. I need to exist. But yes, yeah, so, <laughs> existing simulator. So, yeah, apparently Samuel is so, is like set up as like the laziest man in the world. <laughs> and so you've got to breathe for him. Like, it's really odd. Um, Okay. Pump his chest. Yeah. <laughs> Samuel, stay with you me. You have to have staying alive in your headphones all the time while you're playing that game. Keep the uh, beats right. Right. I met the team behind a fully live action horror game, but where did they film it? Was it A, an actual secret nuclear bunker? B, the house where the Moors murderers lived? Or C, a still in use mental hospital? A. I, want, I want all of these. I want all of these. A, because of how many, like, how descriptive you were about it. A secret nuclear bunker. Yeah. An actual secret An nuclear actual bunker. Secret. What was C? C was a still-in-use mental hospital. I'm going to go C. Oh, Dale's taken over. Oh, it's yeah. an actual secret Crisis. nuclear bunker. Have you ever seen those... Um, Not much of a secret, is it? Exactly. <laughs> have you ever seen those pictures on the internet of... Uh, it's a place in Essex where they've got the brown tourism signs on the road and it right, says yeah, yeah. secret nuclear bunker. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah, that yeah. secret nuclear bunker. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So uh, apparently it's amazing. Like I had a chat, long chat with these guys and um, apparently it's terrifying. Like... And they're really weird stuff down there because people just go hmm. and they rent it out for a weekend and then they leave everything they had behind. So there's stu everything from like the room the prime minister would have gone in during the Cold War if there'd right. been a nuclear attack to a script for a porno that someone filmed in there that they just left behind. Like they were just walking around in this terrifying place. Wait, 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 wait. People have filmed. <laughs> wait, I'm not. People have filmed pornos in this secret nuclear bunker. That yeah. is a thing. You haven't seen that porno. <laughs> <laughs> 
what weapon of mass destruction <laughs> oh yeah and I've been meaning to go and get my script back as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so you can just rent it now apparently that's a thing just like, as it's not like, like an Airbnb or something <laughs> well it's like a tourism place so I suppose it's like an events location or something I would love to do a podcast from a secret nuclear bunker it would be very echoey yeah. very yeah. echoey yeah, I'm not yeah. sure about the, the production it sounds terrible <laughs> they were telling me they would um, someone was showing them around and there was like there's a really long tunnel yeah. Um, into the hillside that it's built into and they were like oh we were kind of like oh I get it because you you know to escape fallout you've got to go down this tunnel yeah. no the point was that it was a really long tunnel so that if people tried to get in after the nuclear po- nuclear apocalypse they would have guards at one end who could easily shoot anyone that came in so the idea is they just mow people down in this tunnel good strategy terrifying good strategy. practicality good strategy. <laughs> um, so yeah that's that's the bunker which is coming out this summer as well so nice. tired now 2-1 no it's 2-1 one, mate. No! Yeah. Damn it! He got that you have to remember to breathe. <laughs> right. And it's weird because I forget that all the time. I know, yeah. right? You're constantly collapsing in your chair. <laughs> just mentioning it. I'm halfway through a news video and it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> someone give Rory a kick again. Yeah. He's forgotten to breathe. This video's a right off. <laughs> uh, right. Final question. So you can only draw, Rory. Okay. Or, or we could do when it takes all. When it takes all. When it takes I'm good. all. I don't think Dale's got to go for that, really. position here. <laughs> right. What is the game Pool Panic? Is it A, a swimming racing game with the mechanics of Road Rash? Is it B, a billiards game where the balls are alive and don't want to be hit? Or is it C, a game where the entirety of the Dorset town of Pool is on fire and everyone in it is on fire too and you're the only person who can save the day but you're on fire as well? I think A, because I feel like you're leaning, like you're trying to make us want to choose C. I think... I hope it's A, because that sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely play that game. Yeah, I'm going to go A. a? You both went for A. Yeah. It is B, a billiards game <sighs> where the balls are alive and don't want to be hit. It's hilarious. Like So it's all done up like... like it's sort of Adventure Time style okay. looking, and all the like balls have these gun, horrible like... little faces. And as you smash them, they're just like Wah! and like scream into the pockets and stuff. Awesome. It's so much fun. So they, they, they don't want to be hit, but they, they can't move. They're still in the well, no. So some of them can. So there's different classes. Like red ones can't move. Yellow ones can run around. Then there are like grey ghostly balls that know when you're pointing the cue at them, and you're like this really <laughs> smug white cue ball just going like smashing into all these other balls it's horrible it's really funny and all the uh, tables are done like it's got like a Mario style overworld right okay and all the tables are done sort of like platforming levels so sometimes all the pockets are um, like blocked off and you've got to smash bits of like weird boulders away to reveal other holes on the table and stuff it's really this cool sounds, actually, I actually really, really like the sound of that yeah, yeah. it's brilliant oh, like, it's so what much was fun that, what was that for uh, it's currently just um, PC like it's a very early alpha that okay. they were showing off but it looks amazing and it's really funny do you remember the name of it Pool Panic oh Pool Panic it is cool. Pool Panic so yeah I will definitely check that out that's all my weird res games I saw some good stuff yeah really but you fun. also got the chance to play um, the chance to play the chance to play <laughs> this is the section of the podcast where I talk like Sean Connery you also got a chance to play PlayStation VR <laughs> that sounds good in Thanks. Sean Connery's <laughs> voice Red October standing by <laughs> uh, what did you think because I, I got the chance to play it um, last year at Paris Games Week yeah. and I thought it was great I, I had an absolute blast so the most interesting thing to me like I've played um, a fair bit of Oculus Rift <clears throat> is that not that it's any better like mm-hmm. it's kind of the same functional experience mm. it's way more comfortable 
Like the headset yeah. is so much more comfortable. Yeah, we're getting to a weird, weird time with VR where I know that there there is major differences between the headsets, but um, to a layman, you can't tell. Like, honestly, and it's such for me, especially um, like using VR is still a pretty exciting experience Definitely, and yeah. the the chance to do it is so far apart from previous ones and yes. future ones that I have not I can't compare it there's no comparison and it literally a lot of the time just does come down to the comfortability of the headset yep. how much you can tell that you're in it I yeah suppose. because like, I mean I when I started using VR we were already past the problems of motion tracking yeah, and yeah. you know and screen resolution and blurriness and things like I've only had really good experiences mm. and it is funny that now it's literally getting down to what's the comfiest headset what's the it's, lightest like it's so strange insane. but it, it's an amazing thing like if um if no one's used it, it's essentially you put a sort of band around the back mm-hmm. of your head, like it just sits o- over the top of your skull, mm-hmm. and then it's sort of on, the headset itself is on a rail, and you sort of push it into your face. So you haven't okay. got like an Oculus, which is goggles essentially. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's, you kind of just place it until it's close enough, but it's not squeezing your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, what that amounts to is that it's way more comfortable to look around and it doesn't feel heavy on your face you're not being dragged down so I played a couple of games I played Res Infinite which is essentially a VR version of the original PS1 Res which was cool but the problem of Res is that you're always hanging behind this guy so when you're looking around so you're not actually the guy you're You're not the guy because if you were the guy you'd be throwing up constantly (laughs) because it is a man flying through a formless void um, at incredibly (laughs) high speed so that was cool and it's a you know Res is amazing, so yeah. that was a fun thing to do. But yeah, it, it was what it was. Whereas I've also played Rigs, which is their like mech sports game. So th- Rigs is this the one that is is so strange? It's like an esport inside of a game. Yes. Mm. So you yeah. are in. Um, to be honest, it's kind of closest to Rocket League, where it feels like it's an established sport that you are joining. But in yeah. this case, I think there are different modes. But the mode I played was essentially mech basketball. Yeah. But. You are the ball, right? Really? Okay. I thought you were in the mech suit. So you're in the mech suit. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine you sit in a chair and you're like, wow. <laughs> just yeah. get tossed and all by room. I just got this. I just got the. I just got the Easter egg mode where all the other players were just throwing me around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just this guy in the middle of the room going. Bah! Um Yeah. No. It was people <laughs> behind you. Should we tell him that's a glitch? No. No. He's having no, fun. No, no, he's he it up. It. How did you enjoy, enjoy ball mode, sir? Oh, uh, didn't really so, get to do much. You just yeah. sort of looked around. But it was amazing. <laughs> um, so you're you're a guy in a mech suit, and yeah. uh, there are teams of three, uh, three and three. And if you kill three other mechs, so you've got these big guns, obviously, because yeah. it's a mech game, which really nicely. I don't know why I'd never assumed that this would be the case, but you just aim by looking. So if you see okay. someone, you just follow them with your eyes, and you just do, 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 as they go. It's really satisfying. Like yeah. it's quite fun. Um, if you kill three people or you pick up three of these like orbs that are scattered around or they drop when they die, you then go into this overdrive mode and then you jump through this enormous hoop like above the center of the arena. Okay. And that's how you score. Oh, wow. Which is really fun because uh, unfortunately I was playing with quite simple AI because I think it was designed to make you feel really good at the game. Yeah. yeah. Which I was. Yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> you sit down. So don't need it. Hard mode. Natural. Hard yeah. natural. <laughs> Esports, here we go. In the final version where it's three on three online, what you're going to have is people playing defense. So they sit next to the hoop and just like batter people away whenever they oh come over, which is awesome. incredibly satisfying. Yeah. Like stopping someone from scoring by punching them <laughs> out of the air at high speed is incredible. Oh, yeah. So 
it's got this really interesting mix between your classic mech game just shooting people and watching robots mm. explode and also the kind of compulsive simplicity of sports. Like, yeah. you've only got one interaction, which is kill people, get in the hoop. That's yeah. it. <laughs> get in that hoop. I think um, that's, yeah, like, a lot great. of esports benefit from simplicity. Like, yep. Rocket League is going to be a great one because it's Definitely. really approachable for audiences who aren't familiar mm. with uh, the game. Because it's essentially, I have such an easy time when I have someone who is playing the game for the first time, and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, so how do I play? I'm like, it's football with cars. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, have you played Mario Kart? Have you played football? Yeah. yeah. It's those two yeah. things. It's pretty great. And they're like, how do I shoot? And I'm like, you don't. Yeah. You mm-hmm. don't. You just drive around. Um, yeah, and it's so Riggs is really interesting to me. I'm actually excited about Riggs. That yeah. that one that was one I wasn't really sure about. I'm I'm very cautious now about. Uh, I feel like there was a point where a lot of companies were making games for the for the sole purpose of them to become an esport, like trying yeah. to create yeah, a game a that would have that, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. And then mm. I feel like that got some companies in a mess, and everyone's trying to make these mobas with like teams that you build mm. and. You know, I honestly think it's much more better to try and do something original than replicate someone else's success. But rigs, I mean, a VR esport, that is something different. Yeah. And that actually sounds like it could have a lot of potential, yeah. especially if there's uh, multiple game modes and things. That sounds really interesting. And as someone who's just liked big robots his whole life, who doesn't there is love big robots? Everyone loves a good man. Being in one and seeing like stuff. all the name, you know, like the manufacturers of the guns written yeah, on the guns yeah. as you look around. And like there's a long sequence before you start where you're in the kind of garage and these guys are coming up to you and being like Ooh, I'm a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love and then, this I love like a this. drone comes over and lifts you into nice. your suit and it's just like it's it's such a great idea for VR which yeah. is yeah. just you're in this but you don't there's no possibility of it's got that cockpit thing where you're not moving around so there's no cognitive dissonance in your head mm-hmm. like sure, yeah. you're never going to feel sick playing it but if it this the, game wasn't mm, on VR what would you think uh, it would be fine, but it would be nowhere near as cool. That's basically it. Like, my concern is, I mean, I love playing Rocket League, but I could sit there playing Rocket League for hours on end. Yeah. I don't think with, this is with all VR games, I don't think I'm going to be wearing that headset more than in half an hour no. spurts. And I think, I think it's got something of the Rocket League about it. It's not yeah. quite as obvious. Like okay. Rocket, like we were saying, Rocket League is just, here you go. Yeah. This, this is how it works. Yeah. You know forever how this mm. works. There's a bit more nuance to rigs. Like, the one thing I didn't quite get until the end was you've got these three different, like, modes on your suit. So one repairs you, one you do more damage, and one you move faster. Right. By the end, I was like, oh, this is great. But it took me yeah, yeah, 20 to minutes out. to work yeah, out what course, was going yeah. on. Um, so there is that slight barrier. But I think it would work without VR. I don't know whether mm. they'll release it, because, like you were saying, everyone's making esports. And the fact yeah. that it's a VR esport does differentiate it like maybe that's how it gets its biggest yeah, possible audience maybe. yeah as in you know it's it's teams that we just watch playing this game in yep. vr and it's not a big consumer hit yeah because it's going to take a while i think till well, we have has to hit first before yeah, the yeah, game exactly. can hit exactly yeah. well, we had a great um i was playing some uh some vr games i think it was like last weekend uh, and i was at a party with uh, Chris, okay, and That's the most modern party ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so funny. So this was it was the first time I'd with, used VR. Wait, Tilly playing as well. He, th- yeah, this is this is the, why it's such oh, a good story. Chris Tilly playing VR, incredible, <laughs> incredible experience to watch. Um, so it was the first time I'd play it where you have the, um, you know the what do you call them the things the move that you ones? use. 
Uh, on PSVR. So, no, it was it was on Vive. So they it was just, a similar like uh, mechanics you can use to pick yeah, up holding pick things. up yeah, items. Holding um, things that blew my tiny little mind. That was unbelievable. <laughs> like having to actually pick up guns yeah. and like I can throw them and I could do all of this stuff. That it was incredible. Cool. I mm. was literally holding them like a gangster, like running of through a train station. Yeah, of course you were. It was amazing. And then uh, so I had a blast. And Chris was up next. And of course, who doesn't want to just sit and watch Tilly play <laughs> VR? So we he goes through the same level that I do and you start off in a train station so he's walking through this train station and literally first thing he does you know there's guns everywhere like anything you can literally do anything you want in this virtual world queue up to get a ticket he sees a can on the floor and picks it up and tried to drink it in VR he lifted a, a virtual reality can to his mouth it was the hey, weirdest thing in the world if that was a monster energy drink you would have done exactly the same and you know it <laughs> it was so funny as well because after he had to he couldn't beat the demo they had to just end it and we went back to Croups um, uh, and everyone until he was like I just played VR for the first time we were like we know mate you've got the marks <laughs> he had goggle marks so let me tell you about the canvas <laughs> couldn't taste a thing amazing well, I was saying how funny it would be if we if I had seen him do it and I put a beer to his mouth <laughs> that would have blew his mind like, guys VR is the future <laughs> I, think I, was telling you, I really felt like I was drinking this beer I think I was telling you a friend of mine once ate his dinner in Skyrim uh, like he went to a, a bar in Skyrim in Oculus Rift yeah. right. and sat down and like like put a plate of Skyrim food in front of him and then ate real food while he was doing it. And he went into it as a sort of joke. He was like, he was doing it for an, inst- like a, like a YouTube show he was yeah. doing. And, um, yeah, like he, he was like, well, this is really weird. Like, actually, this does work. Yeah. Like, your brain is tricked somehow. Like, but obviously, absolutely... it wasn't one-to-one. Like, because no, the... not at all. But, the, <laughs> but something about looking at food as you eat food that does make so your brain weird. do it. This is, yeah. this is how the Matrix starts, people. <laughs> yeah. you, if, you, if he had recorded two more episodes, he wouldn't want to be on. No, that's it. Well, <laughs> he like, he yeah, I, was, I was telling you, he had a, he went to sleep in Half Life once. Like he he went to sleep as a sort of like City Seventeen <laughs> trap, and he kept being woken up during the night by uh, the little bots that come over and take flash pictures of you. He just kept waking up. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's I'm well really excited. I can't wait till we get eventually a headset into the office and we can all just definitely just play with it. It's going to be so much fun. But as we were talking about Rocket League, it seems fitting to move on to one of the other topics of conversation, which is that they just announced the Rocket League Collector's Edition. Um... Did That's you, some did, exciting. Did you put this on here as well? I put this on. So here. another negative story. Yeah, I know. What are the odds? Two of your stories have the word boring in them. Maybe Rory. this is it. I'm always really optimistic because I'm not the host, and then when it's me, I'm just like, well, the world's kind of <laughs> shit today, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I've got a plan. First topic of conversation: my loved ones die eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, unfortunately, this is a bit of a con. The collector's edition is a really con? boring. Is it, how is it a con? It's not a con. I didn't say a con. You did. You said this is a bit of a con. Did I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were right. I don't know. I think I'm having a stroke. I was going to say, man, that's actual, like, slander. You can't it's not do a that. Con. It's not a con. It's not a you con. You have to buy it. It's just bad. It's just, there's a lot of cool opportunities that you could do, especially if you're having a collector's edition where, you know, you could do a physical release of the game. Maybe you could have a remote control, like, little... Rocket League. Is card. it that type of collector's edition though? Isn't it just the name of the boxed version? No, you, you get you well, what you get with it is all digital content. But it's yeah. essentially just cards that you can purchase outside of the collector's edition. So it's, oh. more, it's more like a game of the year edition, isn't it? I guess, but I feel like then you shouldn't really label that as a collector's That's edition. That's what I'm I saying. Like, I yeah, think it's just, just the terminology is probably wrong. But it's and I, but the, I, the I problem is that people want 
a collector's edition oh, yeah, of Rocket totally. League. Like it's pe- some of yeah. people's favorite game yeah, yeah. by this point. Like, yeah, and it's weird. It's like I don't know what the incentive is to get the collector's edition. I think maybe they have a car or maybe skins that you can't necessarily buy, but it's so minimal. A lot of it that's in the edition is available in. Who's in previous buying packs. this? I, I have no idea because if you you could say, well, I don't play online, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not going to enjoy, enjoy Rocket, Rocket League, League again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is weird. And as I said, you know, if even, um, I, like, a lot of uh, collector's editions, they have the standard sort of thing, which is like an art book, yeah. which people would be like an art book for Rocket League. I would genuinely be quite interested in seeing the, like, early designs of Rocket League really? and the mechanics. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's called got- Supersonic uh, Akabakit for whatever it's exactly, called. Exactly, yeah, it's the last game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, basically Rocket League. I think there's I think there's some cooler things you could do with the collector's edition than offering digital. Yeah, no, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, which is a bit unfortunate, but we've already all got the game, so... Are you a I collector's edition guy? I am absolutely not a collector's edition guy. Yeah. I don't think I've ever bought a collector's no, edition. Same. Never yeah. bought one. In my I've, life. I've never got it. I, I do. I know why some people get it, because... Um, uh, we're very fortunate in this job to be able to do unboxings for yeah. some collector's oh, yeah, editions. Yeah. And um, I think only one time I got to do it for, I think it was like a Majora's Mask 3DS game. And I oh, was yeah. like talking to the camera, unboxing it with like tears in my eyes, <laughs> like trying to not just pocket these items. Um, so I can absolutely see why people would uh, buy collector's editions. Because if it's your favorite game, yeah. then absolutely, hands down. And there's some really cool things you can get in collector's not editions. Not many collector's editions come out long enough after the game came out for you to consider it your favorite game. That's I guess the thing. If it's a, I guess if it's a series. Day one, yeah, exactly. Days, just like, so, yeah. I don't well, get it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand that point. Like, so recent, like the stuff that I've spent money on of, you know, tangential stuff. Like, so yeah. recently I got the, uh, the FTL soundtrack is my favorite soundtrack right. of all time in yeah. games. Like, I think it's incredible. And I bought that on double vinyl, which was like, you know, a one of a kind record, you know, like vinyl record and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks amazing. Um, and, but that's been two years after it came out, when I've been listening to that soundtrack Absolutely. that entire time. Mm. Like that's, I love it. I cannot understand the idea of anyone looking at a game they don't know about and going, "Yeah, I want that seven-inch figure of Geralt." That's the thing. Like, that's, that doesn't make sense to me. It's usually usually crap, aren't they? Let's face facts. Yeah. Like the, the, the toy or the collect- whatever you call it that comes with it is usually poorly made mm. or not what you think it is. I remember there was a one of the Arkham games. I think it came with um, a batarang, and it was all like it was plastic. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh no! Yeah, and it was just really poorly made. I, I will and- say, I've been I've been disappointed more times than I've been surprised by collector's edition. There was items. a couple of times, even where I um, the about it. the Pip Boy was a perfect example. Oh that was yeah, awful. that was rubbish. It was yeah. just I was really disappointed by yeah, that. It was terrible. Just the, the like no kind of texture to it. Just yeah. I, I know. Um, there's a lot of people a lot of my friends have them and absolutely love them I don't see a lot of people wearing them anymore <laughs> but, uh, that clearly didn't take off but uh, as well the um, I actually know that the Metal Gear Solid hand is, is pretty cool I still have mine on my desk the what? the, the Metal Gear Solid oh hand. There yeah we go. this hand. thing for the benefit actually, of the video yeah, yeah. I would have liked one to to uh, to scale to move around. <laughs> exactly. You can get a full size one, can't you? Nice piece. I think there were full size sure. ones around. I don't know if really? it's fully maybe licensed, that was just for like YouTube. Very or limiting, yeah. I yeah. imagine. Yeah, there was the ones. What were there? there was the night vision goggles? That was Call of Duty. Oh, wasn't Call of Duty. It? Yeah, that's quite a good one. Yeah, yeah. Call of Duty oh, actually did some one. some pretty cool ones. Remote control. They card, did the remote they? control one because yeah. it's uh, one yeah. of the the. Um, uh, kill streaks, yeah, kill streaks that you could get. And then there's the dying light guys. The Techland guys always do ludicrous ones like dying light. You could. 
buy it was like a three hundred thousand pound version of the game, which came with an apocalypse shelter that they'd filled with stuff. That they would that. build it in your house. They're going to say like came with a zombie, no. <laughs> yeah. a real actual man yeah. who'd given yeah. up with on smallpox. Who <laughs> tried to kill you? Well, speaking of things that we are actually not that excited about, Ooh. I know I'm going to be oh. in the minority. Yeah, this, this is ridiculous. I, I'm already ready. No, I'm ready to have a really reasonable adult debate about this. I no. was very, very <laughs> underwhelmed by the Rogue One trailer. I do not understand you. Insanity, I, I know. I, I realize as well. I'm like the only one in the office, yeah. and I'm in not going to take. I don't want to take a stance against it. I want you guys to try and explain to me why. No, no, I, no, no, I no, no. Have to explain no. why something's good. You have to explain what you don't like about this trailer to us. It just so. For example, when I saw the the trailers for uh, Episode Seven, mm. absolute chills. Yeah. I was yep. so. I'm seeing characters I've heard so much about. I'm seeing this world brought back to life. Rogue One, I have to admit, I don't know a lot about what's going to happen in the film, aside mm-hmm. from just the basic synopsis. It looked like if you had just taken out the uh, the walkers and a couple characters and TIE fighters, it just looks like a sci-fi movie. It, it looks it's a, a, it's a Star, Star Wars. Wars war film. That's yeah, the, but, that's but, the pitch. But I just, there, I, I don't know, there was nothing that really... I, my breath remained in my body. I was not, I was not blown <laughs> it away. did not See, take my breath it, it away. Not. The best thing about, about it for me is it feels like a different kind of film, yep. but with Star Wars. And yep. like, how can you hate that? If you're a Star Wars fan, it feels like they're, they're trying something different to do an attempt to really darker theme. It comes across in the trailer to yeah. me. But like, then you've also got these new locations, like these, like we've never seen uh, 8080s in like tropical locations. And, and they've got, got the sand troopers and stuff like this. Yeah. It's, it's illuminating the sort of edges of that universe in a way well i suppose you know there's going to be a lot of people listening and i'm not one of these people unfortunately who are super into the extended universe stuff yeah yeah but this is their take on it the extended universe now isn't mm-hmm. it it's going yeah. here's our marvel cinematic universe mm-hmm. no surprise it's disney who own that as well you know <laughs> like this is how they work now but I'm, I actually I'm, think I'm, Disney's going to be pretty big one of these days. Yeah, I think, I think they've got, they're, they're they're doing got right. a good head on their right. shoulders. <laughs> cheeky, cheeky little upstart. <laughs> cryogenically <laughs> good cryogenically think, frozen uh, old man's head. I think they're onto something with this this Star Wars. They've got Star Wars and Marvel. I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> so with the Rogue One trailer, what do you think, what would have been in it to make you excited about this film? I'm, I'm not entirely sure, because uh, honestly, I didn't see a lot of action sequences really, really grabbed me. Yeah. You need to watch it again. Of, quite I, I watched it three times before this podcast <laughs> to see if I had missed anything. Uh, what about the music? The music was good. I thought that was I so I thought the dialogue awesome. was a little bit underwhelming. That's my only complaint. Forrest yeah. Whitaker's bit is quite dull. So was, I think was, that I Rebel line is oh, kind yeah. of awful. Yeah, I thought that, that was, was awful. And then yeah. the follow-up. So the kind of like rhythm of the trailer is... Um, uh, shots fading in, fading out, talking, 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 and then uh, cutting to the lead who then delivers a line, which the first one was mm-hmm. I rebel, and then the second one was like, you got to do this, get the plans. It's like, is that clear? And I was like, okay, what's the second one going yeah. to be? Yes. Sir. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I was like, well, I thought it was going to well, be something. But it is, going, it, it is going for the timbre of a war film. Like, it's yeah. meant to yeah. feel like I think like that's, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm getting lost, is that I, I hear Rogue One, and I know what I'm going to see when I look at this movie. Mm. But when I see the trailer, it's just... It's too far from Star Wars for me to be excited about it as a Star Wars film. Mm. I think that's what I need to do. I need to start looking at it as a standalone film. 
Do you think maybe then, it's because it's in, like, before the Force Awakens trailer, we'd gone a long, long, long time before we'd seen any Star Wars. Like, mm. it'd been a long gap. Whereas this, obviously, we've only seen Force Awakens four months ago. Yeah. And now we've already got a trailer for the next yeah, I one. Suppose. And they might, they might have taken the edge off it a little bit for you. Not I, for me. I mean, uh, imagine, uh, t- to be fair, if they if Rogue One had been the first trailer after that all that time, you'd be like... What's coming I mean, on? I this feel like it weird. made an impact, yeah. but it didn't make an impact like the Force yeah. Awakens trailers. Well, maybe. that's it. So we were playing a lot of Battlefront. I remember around mm. the time when these trailers were, were the big trailers were coming out, mm. and that kind of softened the blow a little bit because we'd all been living in that universe for a while. Every yeah. lunchtime, we yeah, were you yeah, know yeah. storming these mountains and everything. Um, so for this one, I feel like it's kind of strange because you you can't have that moment in the trailers that the the trailers for seven could you can't no. like yes. show the millennium falcon and of have like not, and no. get that reaction like you no, have I to do that. something move in a different direction um which worked for you guys yeah it didn't I mean, necessarily work for me but that doesn't mean it's a bad trailer i'll tell you i tell you what really gets me about it is that um in a good way i should say is you know how the jedi were always based on samurai and that, yeah. that ancient kind of mythology seeing dudes with actual swords <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in the star wars trailer that was badass i'm going well i should be like say it was a bit and then i'm yeah. like no obviously this is this is everything <laughs> yeah, yeah. george lucas ever wanted like, have, like having donnie yen like as a blind uh, sword master yeah. i'm just sitting there going oh, oh yeah man. i don't care what film this is like this is perfect there's a few cheeky shots in there as well there's a the one that looks like could be the emperor as well is yes that yeah, they, down? yeah well so people were saying that they think that might be oh i think it was our own rewind theater was saying that it was they think that might be snoke so it's oh, really filling in Snoke's backstory, Ooh. which actually could be really that, interesting. That's a really good yeah. idea. If, um, that's what it is. Because why would what, who would the emperor being bow, be bowing down to? That's true. Which so that that, that is a great idea. I'm down. I hope, I hope it is that now. Actually, um, and then yeah, and then there's like the you can hear the breath sound of yeah, Lord very Vader at the end. Isn't it? Yeah, like, I didn't notice that the first time. No, now. neither did I. Yeah. And you're like. Okay, yeah. this is interesting. That, 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 little, that little piece of score at the end as well. Yeah, where, where it's just like this mixing sort of, the themes the, is yeah, just Imperial like, March mixed with what the main Star Wars theme yeah. as well, wasn't it? And, yeah, very cool. Oh, I did good. love the music. Mm. I did love the music. So, what did you think of the Rogue One trailer? You can email us in at the IGN underscore. No, god damn it! IGN underscore UK feedback. How's Joe? How is he doing this? Paying attention. Putting shame. I should be hosting this shit uh, <laughs> and also if you want to find out more about the trailer you can watch our rewind theater on IGN where we you know take it shot by shot and break everything down our mm. Star Wars pros are on it we've got it covered um, I'm not going to start talking about this next part Spy Guy <laughs> let's talk yeah. about Bring Spy Guy so on oh, Friday I believe we went out mm-hmm. for lunch and we were in the evening we were going to Sherlock Holmes event for what's the game called Sherlock Holmes uh, Sherlock Holmes the Devil's Daughter the Devil's right. Daughter right. and then somehow we got talking about Spy Gear and how Mr. Rory Powers was Spy Guy numero uno as yeah. a child he was the little he was the guy who had all the McDonald's Happy Meals <laughs> I, I loved that we, oh wait, that's right we were talking about Spy Kids right and I was yeah. saying I was like well the best part was we weren't talking about Spy Kids you brought, you brought <laughs> independently out of nowhere I can't, it was a reference for something completely different perhaps Robert Rodriguez Spike it. I love it. classic. I love the thought of you guys like talking about football or something, and I'm like, you guys seen Spike it? <laughs> but then we found out you were a Spike it. You were I, the ultimate I actually, spy kid. it's funny because I found it weird that you guys weren't into spy toys when I had, you were like, growing up. I had a, that pen that recorded yeah. noise, but oh, beyond that, a passive like, interest at yeah, best. It's like, a cool thing yeah. to have. You make it sound like I had a 
a fake wall. Like, no, 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 no. Like, made it like the like Green Goblin. If you break a weir mirror in my bedroom, you can go down into Let's my. Let's talk ca- about the setup you actually kids. had in your bedroom. Uh, using the PS2 i toy. Oh well. yeah, yeah PS2 oh yeah. Oh, there's plenty of people on this podcast who so will remember this. Um, the yeah, the the i toy for the PlayStation. You could set it as like a CCTV security camera. So I put it on the top, and you could uh, it would set off alarms when it detected motion. As and well. you mix this with the fact that you had like a motion sensor for your bed. <laughs> So that you could tell stuff. if someone moved your bed sheets, which is only ever going to be your mum. Like, it too, was mom? her a lot of the time. But I'll have you know, Joe, 10% of the time it was the cat. Yeah. So who's laughing you now? Scrolling mm. through 24 hours of iToy footage <laughs> to find a cat Everyone being like, case solved. For what? What are you doing? 12-year-old Rory at the dinner table with a cigarette and a pot of coffee <laughs> watching this iToy footage. But just in case you weren't sure. Putting a big like lamp in the cat's face. Yeah. Being like, where were you at 3.30? Well, that's the thing, just in case you weren't sure, you also had a lie detector watch as I well. I had a lie detector watch. That you put your fingers on. <laughs> you, you put your fingers on these two, which I guess was supposed to like monitor your heartbeat, but probably just... Well, it's just they were probably just yeah. buttons. It's just one of those mood ring things, isn't <laughs> it? Like, like, I, I, wow, I, I caught out Mrs. Powers several times. <laughs> well, yeah. I got, I, got, I got money every Christmas uh, when I was in America. The ultimate and, spy toy. And they, they dro- <laughs> Finance. That's how you go and play poker. <laughs> High stakes. <laughs> and then... Um, uh, my parents would drive me to Toys R Us, and Toys R Us were the best. They had a whole section on spy toys. So I used to get that. I used to get the pens that you can write notes in and then use Invisible UV ink. lights. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which you said the only person who could decipher it is your brother who had the same <laughs> who pen. Who had the same pen, yeah. <laughs> no, you no, 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 buy them as a set. you got to buy them as a set. <laughs> I'd like pass I hate the notes. <laughs> like, how's your pen? <laughs> Pen's working well. <laughs> how's your pen? Uh, <laughs> Um, and then I also had uh, binoculars. They're like night vision binoculars, which, as you can believe, weren't yeah. real night vision binoculars. I was going to say, how much were these night vision binoculars? They, they had green lenses. Three ninety nine. So not very useful in the old dark. These not so much. Vision. <laughs> the old dark. Couldn't quite see too well. Uh, no, I find it so strange because I, I was like, I was. Did you guys have like a uh, like set of toys that you were really into? Well, like, yeah, lots of toys, but. I would never specifically say I was had a phase of being into spy gear. I was always yeah. like, right, I like turtles, I like Ghostbusters and things like that. But I had a phase of me and my brother recording sort of elaborate, stupid radio plays onto I our mum's dictaphone. Because you could do the thing where you hold down fast forward a little bit, but not all the way. Yeah. And it would record your voice in a faster like as a, at a faster speed oh, so yeah. we could create like different characters just by holding it like mm. analog equipment was so dumb <laughs> yeah, you yeah. could break it so easily <gasps> I had a talk great. boy do you remember the Home Alone talk yes boy, yeah, that's yeah. I, me and my brother used to do like radio shows and things like that and that as well I just cracked the case yeah you were you're, just, you're <laughs> the infamous chipmunk <laughs> I was we had a whole we series again. of the chipmunks versus the put your the fingers chinchillas. on my watch Joe look me in the eyes are put you your the fingers are you the chipmunk chipmunk you shit on my floor so if you were into any weird type of toys when you were growing mm. up feel free to email us in and make me feel better well, about should, my own we weird should addiction point out that the toys. connection to the game here is that we then played a 20 minute demo of a Sherlock Holmes game which we could not finish <laughs> yeah. in 50 minutes the guy I didn't have my equipment alright you caught me off guard I didn't have my equipment the guy who made the game had to come over and give us tips oh it was embarrassing it's, it's we are really, such bad yeah, detectives maybe it says something for the game as it, well. it's a strange game because I, I think what they're going for is to really really make you when you're stuck in a situation uh, you can't advance because you need to whatever find all the clues in this room mm-hmm. and I think the idea is that you 
you know, get into the mindset of Sherlock Holmes, you take a step backwards and you just think about what you're looking for and yeah. where it would be. But the reality of that, at least in our case, was then just running around the room a double time, <laughs> clicking at everything to see yeah. if you can interact with it or what pick it missed? up. It had, but maybe that's just impatience. I, as I said, I don't know if it's the game for me. Yeah. I feel like someone who's really into Sherlock Holmes yeah, would yeah. get great pleasure in actually just taking a step back and trying to work well, out these it, And it had some great ideas. Like there's there's one element which I think was in the last game in the series i'm not entirely sure mm-hmm. where you can kind of construct a situation and then play it out in yeah, that was, that was cool. head. imagination cool. mode yeah or so imagination yeah. mode so you go like if i knock this over what's this person going to do yeah. and you kind of visualize it it's like weird holograms walking yeah. around this room and then once you finish the puzzle you set it in motion and then that actually happens and that's really cool and it feels very sherlock holmesy yeah. but then there's moments where you're trying to eavesdrop on conversations and it does that by doing a quick time event where you're having yeah. to put you know hold the two joysticks into these circles on the screen and yeah like, kind of just irrelevant mini games yeah. i also thought that all the balancing on wooden beams as well it's just, just a few, few too many action sequences yeah, it, for it just felt unnecessary not not indicative of what type of game i wanted mm. from sherlock holmes and some of the things like you said with the imagination mode and the, and the, the detective elements work really well yeah but there's no need for the, the balance in many. Yeah, games. it's a bit strange. It feels yeah. like it's a bit too. And it, we should point out, it's a it's a preview of a game. Like it's yeah. not by no means come out. It it is a work in progress, so we don't know for sure whether yeah, lots of this stuff will out. stay in. Yeah. But it felt like they really wanted to keep you doing things all the time, even when it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a, a bit more of a leisurely game might actually make it feel a bit. I think that's better. yeah. One of the the problems you're going to encounter with a game like Sherlock is obviously you want to uh, please everyone who's in into the the novels and even the movies, you know, who really enjoys that character. But, you know, by doing that, you're creating a game that's not going to have a lot of action sequences. Mm. Sherlock Holmes isn't going to, you know, get an AK-47 in one of the levels and, you know, light up a ballroom. Yeah, like, I want to try it. Not well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just not going to happen. And it's just finding the way, how do you create a satisfying murder mystery? And mm. how do you do this sort of thing? I always thought Sherlock Holmes games would do really well as a telltale game. I oh, thought yeah, that yeah. would like, be great. They, they seem to be taking some inspiration from that sort of and Yeah, there is. Well. Yeah. It's got a lot of heavy rain about it as yeah, well. Like, definitely. Yeah. Sort of like looking and prodding at an environment. Yeah, there was a bit a of the, uh, when they, the guy showed us the preview, there was a bit when he was trying to solve the case and there were certain elements. So it's like a DNA sort of strand and it was like, okay, so oh, if, yeah. I make this, it together, if I make yeah. this decision, that affects this thing and then this and then trying to, and then you make your own decision. And from what I could tell is you can make and stick with a decision even though it might not be the right decision. That's what the last game did. And, yeah. and a lot of people had a problem with it so he mentioned that you can skip moments that you find too hard because yeah. people didn't like being a bad Sherlock Holmes yeah. but it gives you the opportunity to be crap at being yeah, Sherlock Holmes yeah. cool. which I, I think that. is great like yeah, yeah. a game just letting you fail like you can end up killing the wrong guy yeah. um, which is horrible but but it fits like that's what it's such a funny thing to think of where you're like that's the guilty man it's like oh actually we found out here if you want to check nope he needs the check. Man. He's yeah. the guy. Hang it. Sherlock I'm sorry. Holmes, are yeah. you Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> <laughs> to the gallows. <laughs> so that was everything that we're going to be talking about on the podcast. We're going to move on to feedback. Mm-hmm. So which one of I you, gentlemen, has? I've got number one. This is my feedback. That was you yours. can take that one. Right. So, Joe, kick us off. It's quite long, but this follows on... I thought it was quite good. So it follows right. on from last week's discussion the week before, as someone pointed out to us, discussion of Call of Duty and its new mm. setting. So we weren't a massive fan of it being in space. A lot of people, uh, including us, have suggested other settings. This person had the most sort of interesting structure okay. for a setting that anyone said to us. So uh, this is Matthew from Seattle. 
Hi, Matthew. He says, hey, guys, big fan of the show. Your recent podcast topic around Call of Duty got me thinking. What if they made a COD game? Sorry. What if they, what if they made a COD? <laughs> That's just Good a fish. Um, what if they made a COD game based around generations? So the single player could be set on a player-created slash customizable soldier in the World War II or Vietnam era. Its mode would be less bombastic and more narrative-focused, where it really dives into the horrors of war. So old-school Call of Duty. Multiplayer could be modern warfare, where each player would be the next generation of their single-player character. This way they could loosely tie it together, plus make them unique in their own right. This would have the level-up addiction and crazy number of weapons and gadgets as your typical uh, COD game. And then the zombie-slash-horde-type mode would be the final generation and set deep in the future, entrenched in fun, light-hearted sci-fi tropes. Just like the other two modes, it would be tied together with the previous generation. Seems like this would offer great variety and make all types of fans happy. Well, except, let's be honest, people who would still find some way to hate it. What do you guys think? Should I ring up Activision for some big (laughs) bucks? Uh, I think you should ring up Activision, because I think that's a great idea. I think it's a cool idea, but the concern is... So you said the multiplayer element would be completely different to, say, the single-player element. In setting, not necessarily in feel. So I suppose the idea is that you get used to the mechanics of the game across all the modes, but then they play out differently based on their settings. Right. But... What if, say, like, okay, so we're saying we're talking massive generation leaps, so we've got di- completely different weapons. Mm-hmm. What if I love the weapons in the older generation yeah, and then true. I go into multiplayer and then I can't play with them anymore? Yeah. And it, it just feels like very limiting. Yeah, I suppose the idea, I mean, certainly with the, the last two, and probably you will have the same problems as, yeah. as in that as you would. So Black Ops 3, particularly, the three modes, and there's actually a secret fourth mode, but that's slightly different thing. Like, the three main modes are extremely separate, notwithstanding the fact that the zombies mode uh, is set mainly in the 19, like, 30s jazz age. So right. like, like, that's completely out the window. It's got magic Jeff Goldblum. But, <laughs> like, single player and multiplayer, despite being set in the same age and with some of the same guns, have completely different mechanics. Mm. Like, you end up playing different people, you play it in a different way. Like, it's very separate. So at least in terms of the COD that we have now, <coughs> this idea actually fits into how they make those games, okay, but ties yeah. it together in a more satisfying way like, i love the idea of playing like my great 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 granddaughter in in the far future that fighting is off cool, that, space that is cool. so thank you matthew from seattle that was fun right uh this is from ryan morton he says hi guys hi ryan loving prepare to try oh you're too kind and i was wondering if you've been discussing whether or not to continue it and if you could make it into some into so form of competition <laughs> some form of competition between <laughs> so, the three so of you form. just go with it <laughs> so the competition between the three of you could be rory does dark souls one nailed it nailed it done. smash yeah gav does dark souls two wouldn't happen <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why Pe- wouldn't people it? have said that but like he would just walk the amount of walkouts on that playthrough yeah he'd just be like Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I bet you don't guess where this one's coming from, but... Joe does Bloodborne. (laughs) (laughs) Mario Kart does Dark Souls 3. So, um, yeah, we we have just finished the the Dark Souls challenge this week, which if you've been following, yes, it turns out a noob, me, can beat (laughs) Dark Souls 1 before Dark Souls 3 comes out quite painfully and stressfully and by working weekends, but it is is possible. Um, And we are absolutely uh, looking at how to continue um, this sort of series in the future uh, at a more relaxed and, and casual way. But uh, in terms of what um, from software game we're going to be playing and when is yet to come. Ryan has got some more ideas, though, with this. Ryan. So uh, the person who completes it the quick completes the quickest win. And in like racing games where the time gets added on for the crashes, you could add on time for deaths. That's oh, quite good. that is good. Mm. 
Though, as Cooper seems to be like me and loves law within the game, I imagine his season would end up the longest, with him just walking <laughs> backwards and forwards looking for trinkets and returning to talk to people. But he'd, he probably, did, he'd probably die the least as well, though, so That's it could true, balance yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting mechanic. I will talk mm. it over with my other two Dark Souls companions. But it's a pretty interesting could suggestion. Could be a good idea. Thank you, Ryan. Our final bit of feedback is from Stephen, and he says, before I start, I'd like to say kudos on the podcast. Since discovering it a couple of weeks ago, I can't bring myself to watch watch any of the IGN yanks anymore yes. <laughs> and have since marathon most of the available podcasts on the IGN the British are coming we're British number coming. one we're number one I, I feel really bad sitting in this chair and being like welcome to the IGN UK <laughs> podcast you goddamn yanks <laughs> I hopefully I'm UK enough to to be in this chair I think you count um, and he's he's listened all the way back to the days of Stuart. Blimey. May he rest in peace. Yeah, bless his soul, and everyone else who perished in the in the in, in the, the fire. Exactly. Lots of corpses. In the fire. We burnt them. The great fire of <laughs> we did Newman Street. <laughs> anyway, Croups, your little mind effery totally worked. When you asked listeners to pick a number, I sat there with a cup of thinking, "Will he f get it right?" I'm trying to censor. censor. I gave the most sweary email. Stephen's a bit of a loose cannon. Lots of swears. I'm trying to hold him down. When you said it was 17, I was so flabbergasted, I spilled my freshly made cup of tea over my crotch. I was wearing boxers, <laughs> which, as you can imagine, provided very little protection. I'm now sat here with an ice pack wrapped around my junk like a pig in a blanket. He's still taking the time to email, though. Cheers. I appreciate yeah. that. I really appreciate that. And hopefully our words can aid your crotch back to full health. Yeah, I think, I think that, that's what we try and do with every... I, th- I think if there's one promise podcast. we can make, it's that it heals genitals. Yes. Um, <laughs> I have all warm wishes for your crotch. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> which is quite cold because of the <laughs> aforementioned so pig and blanket wishes. ice bag. We should yeah. point out, if you haven't listened to last week's one, Krupa did some audio mind... Tricks. Didn't he work did. on me. Didn't work no. on me. I was sitting across from him. Didn't, Didn't work. work. Gotta have a mind. Oh! oh and on that, that. <laughs> burn. Thank you for listening to the IGN UK podcast. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.